Talking NBA, Spurs, and everything in between. Now your hosts, Ty Yeager and Mac Pena. What is up, guys? What is up? This is At The Line, Spurs, NBA, it's all sorts of things podcast. Today, Mac is out, but I have the lovely talents of Brendan Nunez. Did I say it right? You did. Got it right this Let's time. Let's go. I got this. <laughs> well, since Mac's out, I got Brendan on to help me out. And we're just going to do some All-Star Weekend recap. We're going to talk about the Spurs games after the break. And then we'll take your Twitter questions here at The Line. At The Line is part of the Pulse Podcast Network. For more podcasts like ours, visit PulsePodcastNetwork.com. Also, make sure to check out all the other podcasts that are on the Pulse Podcast Network, including Brendan's three other podcasts. Yes, I have my general NBA podcast, which is the distributor. I have the Celtics Pulse podcast that I'm a part of, and also the Royalty Basketball podcast, and that is going to be a Sacramento Kings podcast. So if you like NBA, you like Kings, or you like Celtics, Brendan has you covered. And there are plenty of other teams. We got, I want to say we got Pelicans. We got Lakers. We got Knicks, if you're a Knicks fan for some reason. <laughs> we got plenty of our podcasts. Plus, we got others. We got other sports, too. We got wrestling. We got NFL. And we got some comedy coming in. We got video games coming, too. Yes. So, if you, there's if you there's a podcast you're looking for, you'll probably find it at PulsePodcastNetwork.com. And we got there's a store, too, which you can find out as PulsePodcastNetwork.com slash shop. All right, well, Brendan, just to get you started, how have you been? Why are you? How would you rate the season so far as a whole? I've really enjoyed the season, actually. I think that there's more to look forward to almost than last year. Last year, it felt pretty obvious that Golden State was going to take it. And while I'd still put them ahead of a good tier above everyone else. I think that there's been nice storylines like seeing Denver in the two seed and really all of the West, except the Suns really seem like at one point they were competing for a playoff spot and the top four, really five also with Indiana of the East has been really competitive as well. So I, and more smaller teams that are nice, like Brooklyn Nets or Sacramento Kings. There's been a lot, a lot of reasons to watch, even if you're one of the bottom teams. I don't think there's many teams that there's not a reason to tune into. Yeah, it's never felt like that any team is completely out of it unless you're the that bottom tier teams, which you're just kind of tanking like the Knicks and the Suns and the Cavs. But other teams, the West is just loaded. The East is, is showing up some competition within the, at least the top five. But this season has not been boring like people thought it was going to be. Thank God. <laughs> But yeah, but I think as us as NBA diehards, we're always going to enjoy season somehow. That's fair. That's fair. So getting kick off, we start. We're going to start off with the with the All Star Weekend. It was to me a bit mix of there's good and then there's meh. Yeah. What what went under the meh category for you? The dunk contests. Besides, what's his name? Di- Diali. The Hamadou Diallo dunk. I agree with that one. Yeah. Though. 
That was the only dunk I was kind of okay with. Plus that Dennis Smith over um over J Cole. Malik yeah. Malik uh, Bridges is Malik Bridges. Mikhail Bridges. Like, I think I'm or Miles. I'm sorry. Miles. Miles. Bridges. I think I'm Malik Monk. I don't know why. They're on the yeah. same team. But Miles Bridges, he had a he had a nice dunk where it was Kemba fed him fed him off the uh, the frame of the rim and he did like a re- reversed something like that. Yeah, there, yeah, was, there were some okay ones. There were some okay dunks. It was it was an okay contest, but it's kind of hard to beat the Toronto Levine versus Gordon matchup. But also, you we shouldn't have our expectations up there. Yeah, that's like an all time dunk contest right there. Yeah. And the great to me was the was the Rising Stars game, just on the sheer talent of all the sophomores and freshmen there are in this league. Yeah, I've been hearing that one a lot, but I didn't pay close enough attention to that, apparently. I probably, that and, uh, that one I didn't pay much attention to, and then I missed probably a good portion of the third quarter for the actual All-Star game, because... I was a little disappointed in the effort level in that game, at least in the first half, because last year I felt like they tried to come out here and come out there and prove that they were going to actually try. And there was a reason to tune into that game instead of because the year before that, there was the highlight of literally Curry laying on the floor and letting Giannis jump over him and things like this. But yeah, I didn't like the effort level all too much, but there was definitely reasons to watch. There were fun highlights. My um, favorite part of the weekend was definitely the three point contest. I was looking forward to it most, and I liked that it had a good amount of well-known names in there and people that were actually good three-point shooters that weren't just in there just because of their names necessarily. And it is a crime that Bertans wasn't in there. I was, was going to mention number one percent. I was going to say I boycotted a three-point contest even though I watched it. Yeah, I can't it. blame you. I mean, it's especially watching the number two guy in percentage take it right. I'll, that's where I'm actually happy about it because the we I think. Us as Spurs fans were mad at the NBA that they didn't, didn't give Davis a invitation just because it wasn't going to do ratings or anything like that. Yet Joe Harris got invited, and yeah, they by you could definitely see the story of that they wanted Seth and Steph to go against each other in the finals. Steph didn't show up in the first round with only sixteen points, but I was actually kind of happy because it was it was still a young. A guy that's not really well known who can still shoot the ball pretty damn well. Yeah, I'm happy that he's going to get some recognition there. I definitely was pushing for Buddy Heald, being a little bit of a Sacramento Kings fan, and I thought he looked good. And he really wanted it. There were videos of him training for it almost a little bit, and it would have been nice to get him some recognition too. But he's a he's got a little bit of something attached to his name. He was a good lottery pick, and people know him, so it's nice for it to go to a smaller guy that deserves the recognition in Joe Harris, but doesn't really get it on that Brooklyn team. I will say if you're a fan of underdog stories, that was the story to look at where he would, he has to follow a Steph 27 point round. Yeah. And he, but he finishes it with 26. He went 25 and 26 on his first and second round while Steph went 27 and 24. So even though if you love an underdog story, Joe Harris is your man. Also, if you like a man that has no emotion after winning a contest, <laughs> Joe, Joe Harris is your man. Yeah, but he as a, he was winning that. As a Spurs fan, I was going for Danny Green, the former Spur. He was just a victim of the Kawhi trade, and we still love Danny. Fair enough. I remember when the Kawhi drama was all happening. Danny Green hopped on the jump and was guaranteeing that Kawhi wasn't going to go anywhere because he was still talking to Kawhi 
like daily or something like that. I think they're pretty close. They're like, you know what? You talk to Kawhi all the time. You're gonna, you're out of here with them. They kind of, plus Danny, the whole time that Danny was kind of doing the trips around the media, I think he was the only one willing to talk about it. And I think he just was trying to say what Spurs fans wanted, which I don't blame him. He was trying to keep Spurs fans encouraged. He wasn't trying to put them down or make them fearful. And I give, okay. I give him props for that. And Danny Green's always going to be a Spurs fan, a Spur for life. We love Danny in San Antonio, and it's, and he's. We remember 2013 when he went off in in the finals, where he had that record for a little bit before Steph came along. Oh yeah, for three and points. He's a really likable guy. He is an awesome. He's an awesome guy, and he actually he did commentary with uh, Frank Kaminsky in the Rising Stars game, and he was fun to listen to. Yeah, I was surprised. I was like, "Who am I listening to?" And sure enough, it was Dan- Danny Green. It was Danny Green and Frank Kaminsky. And I was like, "Why aren't these guys as majors?" I can never. I can't track down Danny's, but Frank Kaminsky apparently wanted a broadcast career before basketball. Huh. And so he's okay. a, and since he went four years, he has a communication communications major. Okay. Well, so, with the way basketball's going for him, and maybe uh, <laughs> maybe he's got to take that broadcasting more seriously. Frank, I don't feel that way. If you're listening, I highly doubt you are. But I don't <laughs> feel that way, Frank. Frank the Tank for life. It's true. It's true. He's a college god. <laughs> Wisconsin. Yeah. But uh, so going to the All Star, so the Rising Stars game. I'm not sure if I even mentioned the score. Uh, Team World beat lost to Team USA one sixty one one forty four. Uh, Kyle Kuzma was the MVP with 35 points. Ben Simmons showed up with 28 points with an efficient 14 out of 17 shooting with six assists. And Trey Young had a near almost triple-double, 25 points, seven rebounds, and 10 assists. Unfortunately, there were no Spurs players, so I don't care. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Actually, I, as much as a Spurs fan I am, I love NBA as a whole. Yeah. Uh, One thing that we didn't talk about, the skills challenge. What did you think about that? I thought it was a good warm-up for the weekend, being the first thing that they showed. Or actually, sorry, the first thing was that Rising Stars game. But the first, first thing was Saturday. Yeah, exactly. And I thought it was it was decent. They all went re- really quick. There was probably more commercials showed than the actual competition. But I thought it was exciting. And then, But the one part that really threw me off, especially being a Kings fan a little bit, was watching Trey Young not make the pass and still manage to pretty much leave that section of the of the uh, course. I still don't like that. Right after De'Aaron Fox. It's like you only had to throw it three times and you didn't have to make one of them. Why, why couldn't Jokic just grab two of them? Obviously Jokic is a good passer, but why can't anybody just grab one in each hand, throw them and then grab the other (laughs) and throw it and then run? I would like to see someone try that. I just really want to see that. Yeah. So, but (laughs) Trey Young would eventually go to the finals against Jason Tatum. My finals prediction for that was Tatum versus Versus Luca and Luca taking it, but I completely forgot how slow Luca can be. That's true. I he, had Luca too. And you could see you could see how slow he was compared to some to some of those guys. Yeah, he also was just kind of laughing and didn't look like he, he wanted. Yeah, like, Trey Young great, was locked in the whole time. Trey Young was locked in. He had a strategy where after he made the pass, he just tossed the ball up, lobbed the ball up for the layup, and so he could just dash across the court. He's quick though. Yeah, definitely. And he's but, skilled. It, it fit his person, his skill set pretty well. But yeah, compared to Trey to Luca, Trey was definitely locked in, like you said. And Luca was having a good time, and I can't blame him. And if you, yeah. if you, he he was mic'd up for the Rising Stars game, 
And uh, I think he, during warm-ups, he was yelling, look at me, I'm Fox, I'm Fox, yeah, running down the yeah, court. Yeah, that was funny, just because he was running a little bit. <laughs> so, I, I like Luca. He's a, he's a fun guy. I Going to Luca, people people in San Antonio or, or Spurs fans think I'm crazy for liking a Mavs guy. Problem is, I've also grown up, I've grown up in both San Antonio and Dallas, so I've grown up to respect the Mavs. But Lucas okay. is so much fun to see, just to watch. Even and he's a fun guy too. He's not, he's not. I know he's young. He's still nineteen, so he can be a little bit naive. But dude, the dude knows what the hell he's doing. Oh yeah, he plays like he's a veteran already. So what if, what if Luca was a rocket? <sighs> You'd like have to hate him, but you don't want to. Yeah, probably. I'm not sure if that would. The Mavs are more likable than the Rockets. That, yeah, definitely. I, and I think I think Brian of the Blue Hardwood podcast, which you can find on the Pulse Podcast Network, but uh, him and him and I, we were talking one night. We were we were giving giving her trash talk and all that shit. And then once we brought up Rockets, we're like, yeah, f the Rockets, both together. And we was like, <laughs> we're, we just became best friends, didn't we? Yeah. <laughs> yeah but, well, glad he's on a likable team because Luca's just amazing to watch. This Dallas team is going to be pretty damn good come, come the future. Put, I think the one thing I was missing, though, was no Kristoff. I would love to. Hey, Kristoff's a fun guy, too. Yeah, and they got Dirk in there, which is another fun personality on his way out, but gets to share his experience and knowledge a little bit there. I mean, yeah, Dallas is, has it all lined up. Dallas looks good. So going back to this, um, we already talked about the dunk contest. What was your favorite dunk besides the Diallo uh, over the Shaq dunk? It would probably probably be Dennis Smith Jr. putting on the J. Cole High School jersey. Oh, that because was cool. at first, I didn't even know what that jersey was. And until he turned around and J. Cole was all freaking out, too. And, and J. Cole just shouted him out in a song like a week ago, too. So it was cool to see that connection a little bit. And it was an impressive dunk. Because yeah, he did. Because J. Cole was sitting on a chair, but I don't think. I think if J. Cole was standing, Dennis was still cleared him. That dude jumped yeah. high, man. Yeah, he floats like some like nobody else really does. Since his him. size, his the way he elevates, it looks unreal if you're watching it slow motion. It's crazy. Then the yeah. the one I think the I mentioned it earlier, the Miles Bridges like reversed off the frame of the rim. That was pretty nice. Yeah. Yeah, that one was impressive too. But again, nothing's gonna be that Toronto dunk contest. No, yeah. My and, favorite. I mean, hopefully my, next year it gets a little better because apparently Giannis was thinking about doing it, and oh, Mitchell please. said that if Giannis is in, that he is, and I believe it's in Chicago, so I could very likely see Levine hopping on that. Dude, if it's because I know that that Giannis will do it if uh, Donovan Mitchell's doing it. Mm-hmm. So if you have Levine, Donovan Mitchell, Giannis, and who, Zion, ooh. That's a dunk contest. It's pretty exciting. That, I feel like that, you could use six guys. Like, give me Aaron Gordon in there too, and I mean, you could put Diallo back after this performance. Yeah. Oh, and did, and I forgot to mention this. Did you see uh, J Cole try to? Attempt, he almost got a dunk after. Yes. I thought that was cool. He, he he almost had it. And the he got everybody up there. on the sidelines was freaking out too. He it, almost had it. It would have been a dunk. He just missed. He just missed off the back of the rim. Yeah. Because he's he, tall he, and he used to play. He can jump still. That yeah. man can jump. It was so close. But Superman, this is this is just the best dunk of the night, though. 
Get your camera phones out. I love Kenny Smith with dunk reactions. Oh, yeah, it's classic. It's classic. And he put on a show with that dunk, too, which is a lot of what the dunk contest is. But when he set Shaq up there and then behind his back kind of peeked the the Superman logo, I was like, okay, what is he about to and do? And he right was here? hanging off the room for like a good 30 seconds, too. Yeah, on, off his, the logo. Doing the it Vince was, Carter nice. elbow hold. Yeah. Yeah, Diallo knew what he was doing. Although I do give John Collin, Collins credit for doing the... Tuskegee, I can't talk tonight. The the Tuskegee Airmen with the Katie, Kitty Hawk airplane. Yeah, and then destroyed it on the way up and down. I, I told you this earlier. That was technically historically accurate because it's true. It's appa- true. Apparently, on the first flight of the Wright brother Wright brothers, I gotta say rudder. Uh, apparently, the front and some front flip flap or something actually fell off during that flight. So. Technically, historically accurate. Should have gone All with planned. 50. All planned. Although, he, I think he needed to do something a bit more flashy than just jump over it. Yeah, probably. Oh, well. He was my pick, and I failed tremendously. <laughs> All right, and, it's a good choice, though. All right, to the All-Star game. So, the All-Star game, the first, like you said, the first half was a bit... There's just not really any defensive effort. I yeah. thought there was a bit of defensive effort in the... Very like first few minutes, and then it just ran, went out the window. Yeah, when you just see people dunking or shooting a wide open three every time, it, it was kind of boring. Oh god, it, were, sh- it was nice to see people heat up though. Like in the first half, Chris Middleton had a stretch of where he hit three threes in a row, Dark and then later he hit a bank three that was some crazy BS. That's I think that's the whole. I know some people like to take the All Star game seriously. I know my dad took the. He loved that the East-West matchup and that there were those rivalries, but he he doesn't like it now how it's like a playground style, and I can agree with that in some parts, but it's kind of fun just to see these guys have fun and show off a little bit. Yeah, I agree. I wish they were actually trying to build teams for what the teams are, though, instead of LeBron just picking every upcoming free agent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Giannis got robbed of a lot of people he could have played with. It's true, and he still gave up Russell Westbrook. Or no, he gave up Ben Simmons was what it was for Westbrook, which, I, to be fair, I guess that's an upgrade. I, I still would think rather have Giannis missed out on picking LaMarcus because LaMarcus could dunks over Kawhi. It's true. It's true. It would have been nice to see. Did you see the video of... Because Embiid and... Giannis wanted to get Embiid and Westbrook on the same team since they absolutely hate each other. <laughs> and there were interviews before the game, even, uh, asking each of one of them about this. And Embiid was kind of whatever about it. He's like, you know, I'm going to go out there. He's on my team. It's all good. Westbrook seemed like he was not having it. He's like, you know, I just got to deal with it for one day. (laughs) That was pretty much it. And then they were warming up and saw Westbrook guarding KD and they were joking around a little bit, which was nice to see. It seems like they've squashed that for the most part. And they were both laughing. And then Embiid came over and Westbrook instantly left straight faced. (laughs) It was like, and they never played on the floor at the same time. Ah, damn. Missed opportunity. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. I thought that was the point of having them on the team was that, you know, you could put just them two and be like, all right, we're running a pick and roll with you two. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit more All-Stars and then we'll talk about the Spurs upcoming matchups following the All-Star break. This is At The Line.
Hey guys, have you ever listened to At The Line and then suddenly think, huh, I kind of want to make my own podcast? Well, guess what? I have something that's going to be the best tool for you in starting off your podcast. It's called Anchor, and this is what we use here at The Line. One, it's absolutely free to use, and guess what? I know some of our hosting websites, they cost money to have you start your podcast, host it, and all that. Anchor doesn't do that. It's absolutely free. And there's even creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer if you don't have all the equipment that you want. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you so you don't have to go to all these other websites and figure out, how do what what do I put? How do I get this? It's so confusing. Anchor, although, makes it easy for you. And they will put your podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more podcasting websites. And guess what? The best part of it? You can make money from your podcast, but no minimum listenership. That means you can do your podcast for free while making money. Who doesn't love that? And it's everything that you need to make your podcast in one place. So make sure to download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started on your free podcast. And we're back here at the line. Mac is out, but I got Brendan Nunez. Gotta get it. You did. All right, you did. I'm just making sure I get it every single time at this point. <laughs> um, I've had people mess up my last name, and I don't want to mess up anyone else's, even though I will butcher these last names. On is it? We, is it Jogger? It's Jaeger. <laughs> but figured there had to be a first, right? Oh yeah. Oh, you guys should not. Well, we, there's a Pulse Podcast Network has a new po- podcast called Around the Pulse, which we were on, and I was talking about the team world names. Oh, I butchered those. Those are bad. Those are, diff- those are difficult. All right, so let me run through them. Ben Simmons. That's easy. Steady Osman. I knew that one going in. Josh o- Okagi? <laughs> Okogi. Okogi. Now, I got close. Lurie, Very close. Lurie, I don't know who you're talking about, you know. Laurie Markinen. I knew that one. There you go. Rondos Kirkus? Uh, Karuks. Karuks. Effort. Shea Gilgris Alexander. I think I got that one yeah. right. Yeah. And it's not Luka Doncic. It's Luka Doncic. Oh, see, I, I didn't know that one. Well, the, the, the commentator on all these were saying Doncic. Okay. I kept emphasizing it. Bogdan Bonbonovich. Got that one. <laughs> DeAndre Ayn, that's not hard. OG Avanole. <laughs> I, I don't know that. where you're getting this first B from. I'm pretty sure it's Ananobi. Or an it's Ananobi or Ananobi? I think it's Ananobi. Yeah. OG Ananobi. Because I keep trying to say that B earlier in earlier in the name, yeah. I guess. Like I got I got a majority of them. Except for that Krukus guy, I can never get that. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, guys. I can do the team USA one, I think. I'm not gonna go through them, I already knew them. Kuzma is probably the weirdest one out of all of them. Yeah. Because you got Young, Tatum, Mitchell, Kuzma, Knox, Jackson Jr., Fox, Collins, Bagley, Allen. It's not hard at all. No. That was way quicker. Although, I do feel that I perfected saying, saying Antetokounmpo. 
Yeah. No one. I mean, such a big name at this point that you kind of had to, you know. I, I still know announcers or commentators that don't say it right still. Yeah. How? I think it's uh, Shaq, I, which I can't tell if he's joking. I almost feel like he has to be because, I mean, the dude works on an analyst desk, but at the same time, Shaq could know nothing about these guys' names and still have a job there. It's, it's, well, no, it's Barkley. It's Charles, too. Okay, yeah, which yeah. makes sense. I mean, Charles Barkley can't really talk normally. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, everyone sees, he, 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 I think I was, I was bad about this, but it's saying Janice. It's mm-hmm. Giannis. It's Giannis. Yeah. Giannis yeah. Antetokounmpo. Or I hear like Giannis or Giannis. Giannis, it's Giannis. I know yeah. it's different. People, yeah. Also, because I visit Milwaukee in the summer, they love, they love Giannis. Giannis is beloved by that team. Yeah, save them. Other names were because is a uh, the Nikolai's. There's so many damn Nikolai's yeah. in the league because you got Nikolai Jokic. Everyone kept saying Nikola, Nikola, and apparently that was completely wrong because v- Vucevic. I can say that one right too because they both share Nikolai. Yeah, because you got Nikolai Jokic, Nikolai Vucevic, Nikolai Miritich. And I'm pretty sure there's like three other other Nikolai's in the league. Probably somewhere out there at the end of a bench. Maybe. <laughs> but Nikolai is a popular name, as we've seen. All right, going back to the All-Star game. So Team LeBron came back from a 19-point deficit to beat Team Giannis, 178-164. to the, MV- the MVP was crowned the snake, Kevin Durant. I was hoping for booze, to be honest, because it's Kevin Durant. <laughs> yeah, I was waiting for booze when the commissioner grabbed the mic, too. How, why would I don't I I don't know why, but it seems to always happen. I don't think Adam is Adam Sterling is not. You can't you cannot not like that guy. He's a cool dude. Yeah, yeah he's done a good job. Yeah, he and he's nowhere near what um what's it uh David Stern G- no Goodell. Oh yeah, yeah. Nowhere near that. No. But uh, <laughs> but so I really so. Name two people that shouldn't have been shouldn't not have been in this All Star game. Kyle Lowry is my first pick very easily, and just because I think he's had a way worse season than previous, and I would have rather given it to Siakam, his teammate. Mm-hmm. I feel like he's played better this year. Um, and then on the other side, it would probably be probably be Clay Thompson, exactly. even though I do like Clay. Um. And I think that him having that historic, one historic game where he hit, what was it, 10 threes in a row, really helped his case a lot, obviously. Yeah. But he struggled a lot at the beginning and might have not been all-star caliber. I know that you were saying putting DeRozan over Clay, right? Yeah, you put, I say Clay should not be there just by his performances all year. Kyle, honestly, I was voting for Kyle and DeMar because I wanted the DeMar-Kyle reunion because I thought that would have okay. been awesome. Yeah. Um Deant promise there's no no one else. I like Vucevic, but I don't think he's been playing as well to be there. Yeah. I know some people will say Lamarcus does not shouldn't be should not be there, but I think his fifty six point game plus he's been clutch for the he's been clutch lately for the for the Spurs, but Lamarcus does not have that all star game style. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I would have liked like a Tobias Harris in oh, there. Yeah. But I, I was really hoping for a Damian Lillard 
to Lamarcus Alleyoop, though. Yeah, that would have been cool. I kind of forget. I think that the other day Lamarcus said that Dame was his favorite player oh, yeah, to play with because they're former teammates. Yeah, and I think the other thing that people forget about with the the playground pick'em teams style is you can have these different creation these different teams of where you can put teammates together or former teammates together. Yeah. Like, it's interesting to see, like, I think there were three different examples of teammates being on opposite teams. And like you said, it well, Russell, Russell was working with Joel. <laughs> That's just yeah. a rivalry. But Russell went against his former, two former teammates, and Kevin Durant and James Harden. Yeah. So, and then, did you like the commissioner picks of Dirk and Dwayne? Yeah, I liked having them in here, and we kind of talked about it a little bit on the Around the Pulse pod. I just don't think that this needs to be a regular thing. Yeah, That both of these guys are very deserving of that, both multiple NBA champions. I said earlier they were both MVPs. Did D-Wade win an MVP? I, did he? I don't think he has. Yeah, I actually realized right after I said that, I don't believe that D-Wade has an MVP. But borderline MVP at the very least. Dirk has one, and these are all-time greats top three top five at their positions so i don't think that they should just keep throwing people in every year every other year but it these guys deserved it would you count it if finals mvp yeah i mean that definitely helps the resume it's not the same as a mvp because he was a finals mvp in 06 yeah so yeah i think that's where you got your mvp thought from and it was very well deserved the way it's been on two two all NBA first teams, three second teams, and three third teams, as well as three all defensive second teams. Jeez, yeah, well deserved. Then I want to, I'm curious about Dirk Nowitzki's uh, honors. Dirk has been he's been in this league longer than Dwayne has been, so he's been a Finals MVP champion. But Dirk does have the MVP case over Dwayne. Yeah, how funny would it be if Dirk decided that he wasn't going to retire? Because technically he hasn't announced it, but every stadium he goes to, like when he had the Celtics game, it helped that the Celtics had clearly won the game. But the last minute they checked Dirk in, he got a huge ovation that he seems to get at a lot of places and just kept shooting threes, didn't make one. But every single time the garden was so close to erupting and it's practically he didn't say he's leaving, but he's getting his farewell tour. He even got honored in this all-star game selection. It would be the ultimate troll to just say, all right, I'm playing one more year because it's. I wouldn't be because I don't. I think no matter what he does, he's always going to be around the Mavs, especially yeah. with this young core. If it's an assistant coach or something like that, or being an advisor, because he's definitely going to be around Luca and KP. Of course, yeah, those guys. Every jersey in Europe is going to be a Mavs jersey. So Dirk has four All NBA first teams, five All NBA second teams, and three All NBA third teams. If I'm doing the if I'm doing the argument of who is better between Dwayne and Dirk? I say Dirk. I do too. Because Dirk has just much more honors. He's carried teams more often. Dwayne Wade, I'm not saying that he's bad in any way. These are both all-NBA players, top 20 of all time, I would say, in their positions. Top five, yeah. maybe, even. But he, if you look at the teammates of the two, D-Wades yeah. are head and shoulders above Dirk's. Oh, yeah, for sure. Dwayne has had a, he had Shaq. He had LeBron. He had Chris Bosh, if you count Chris. Yeah. But Dwayne knows how to work with those players. And I think that's been a signature of his of his play style where he can work well with other 
all NBA talents where we've seen that we've seen players like Carmelo where it just doesn't mesh right or LeBron is kind of the only all all star that he can really work with. Dwayne Wade is willing to kind of step back and take take that second man role, but still play efficiently and amazing with that role. Yeah, and on our Kings podcast, we were just talking to Corbin of at NBA Unwrapped, another podcast on the Pulse Podcast Network, and he was saying a stat that surprised the heck out of me was that D-Wade has never been the highest paid player on his team and, in Miami. And wasn't that a big reason he left Miami? I want to say yes, when he was, went to Chicago, I believe. 2016 that he did or 2015? Yeah, because he was like, you know how many times I've taken a pay cut for you guys or been a lower pay? He really wanted to get paid out. Yeah, and I think they went with Hassan Whiteside. <laughs> yeah, which, I mean, come Granted, on. I liked Hassan at one point, but he's just not what he is now. Yeah, and D-Wade still contributes a lot. Yeah, Dwayne. Or a good amount. And he can still ball. I, I kind of see how Manu was last year for the Spurs, where Manu can still... Manu was balling, he was still playing, he was shooting clutch shots, but he still retired, and I think it's just because his body couldn't take it. I think Dwayne is kind of in that similar spot. He can still play, he can still ball, but I think his body's taking a toll. Yeah. I mean, these guys have high basketball IQs, too, so they'd be able to pick it up and play pretty late into their careers, but... I can't yeah, imagine reach Dirk, point, though. Especially when he's a high-mileage guy like this. It's very athletic, and coming down on those knees a lot and has previous injuries it's still weird to me where those top three picks in 03 of lebron dwayne and was it chris and carmelo top those top four those picks? are the four that are from that class i don't know the order because dwayne was number five i'm like i have the class right here so what it went braun Le- went first obviously oh darko milicic oh Oh, he was two, right? He was two, and... Oh, man, that was to the Pistons, right? Because there yeah. were so many people... And that was when they were a good team, too. They just happened to have a draft pick. There were so many what-ifs on if they had picked Melo. And he bar- he barely stayed there for three years before going to the Magic, the Grizzlies, the Knicks, and the T-Wolves. And he ended with the Celtics in 2012. However, he is a he did win a, that championship with the, uh, with the Pistons in 04. Yeah, so imagine he, if they actually had someone contributing too. Hey, it's better than Carmelo. <laughs> yeah, better career. So yeah, let's look at this. In 2003 draft, first round, first pick was Braun. Darko was the second. Carmelo was third to the Nuggets. Chris Bosh was number four to the Raptors, and number five was Dwayne Wade to the Heat. Yeah, I think, and Dwayne came out of Marquette as a junior. Really? I didn't realize that. Yeah, he came out as a junior, while Bosch Car- Carmelo came out of Syracuse and Georgia Georgia Tech and Syracuse as freshmen, and LeBron came out of high school. Huh. Okay, that makes sense. So I can see why he's doing it now, and Carmelo kind of, but I think we always forget, LeBron was 18 when at one point when he joined the league. Yeah, which is just absolutely crazy. Him and like the likes of Kevin Garnett are two guys that really came out of high school and were able to contribute instantly. Kobe, too. It's, I'm looking at guys at this list. It's not really names I know of because I'm not... Because I know more of the recent NBA. But you guys got TJ Ford, uh, Kirk Heinrich. That's uh, a decent one. David West, number 18 pick to the Hornets. Oh, okay. New Orleans Hornets, by the way. 
Boris yeah. Diaw to the Hawks, the 21st pick. Spurs fans will know him. Yeah, I think you know that guy, right? Um, Kendrick Perkins, 20, 27th pick to the Grizzlies. Oh, he got picked by the Grizzlies. Hold on, this tra- I'm looking at the at the tra- how the Grizzlies got this trade. It was from Sacramento via Orlando traded to Boston. Interesting. That's just a weird. <laughs> that went all over the place. Yeah, one of those ones that you can't even really keep up with. Um, Josh Howard, 29th pick to the Mavs. Luke Walton, number 32 pick to the Lakers from Toronto. The huh. the pick was from Toronto. Okay. Um, Steve Blake to the Wizards at the 38th pick. So Walton and Braun got drafted the same year. Yes. And right now Luke Walton is the coach of LeBron. Yeah. That's pretty crazy. Uh, but he, he Luke Walton graduated as his, entered the draft as a senior from Arizona, though. Okay. Makes a little more sense. Yeah. Five years ahead, then. 42th pick. It's a name we don't speak of in San Antonio. Starts with a Z. I see. The I. Who's the reason that we don't have Kawhi now for the biggest part? Who got underneath underneath Kawhi? Oh, oh, Zaza. Got it. F Zaza. He was a 42nd <laughs> pick to the Magic. Oh, he's uh, at big fault for all these James Harden BS fouls too. Oh well, we in what we makes up for it. The forty fifth pick of the second second round, Matt Bonner, baby, the Red Mamba. <laughs> oh yeah, he got picked by picked by the Bulls as a senior from Florida. Hold on, hold on. The Red Mamba is very clearly Brian Scalabrini. <sighs> Matt Bonner's. It's, we need to look at Matt <laughs> Bonner's nicknames. Matt Bonner has the best nicknames of all time, though. That's true. That's uh, we true. got. You guys got you got Moan Williams, James Jones, who got carried by LeBron for his whole career, or the other way around. Kyle Korver, the fifty-first pick. Oh wow! To the Nets. To he the Nets, really? Senior, and he got trapped as a senior for Creighton. Huh. Okay. And then a lot of names you don't know that are all have like the gray box around them, which I don't know what that stands for. Yeah, I think. Oh, are, gra- you on, denotes, are you on Wikipedia? Yeah, denotes. A, the gray box means a player who never appeared in the NBA regular yeah. <laughs> or a playoff game. Yeah. So, like the whole part, essentially part of the second ra- second round did not never played an NBA game in their life, which is really weird. So poor guys. So, but hey, they got drafted. I don't know how we got down this tangent of 2003 NBA draft. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the best classes. It it really is, and I remember playing. Uh, I want to say it was NBA Live 2005 and playing the Rising Stars game where the sophomore team had LeBron James, Dwayne Wade, Chris Bosh. That was a deadly sophomore team. Yeah. I think that you're going to end up seeing that this year and last year, the rookie sophomores that we have right now are going to be up there. Yeah. The rookie, because whenever you look at the, I say the rookie sophomores and the and the rookies this season are just really good. It's whenever you say some of these names, you say these guys can potentially be all stars. Yeah, when even some like franchise level talents. Tatum, Donovan Mitchell, Kuzma, Jaron Jackson Jr., De'Aaron Fox, yeah. Marvin Bagley. And I think you still, yeah, Bagley. You have DeAndre Ayton, who were both just a little more raw. Even Mo Bamba has kind of not had a great year, but I think it's the same thing. I mean, there's some guys that. 
people give up on way too early and still could be great players. They just need a little bit more time to develop than others. Yeah, and it, the future is bright for any team that has those players. Or The current NBA is just so much more talented. Yeah, even smaller. Like, I mean, Sexton has looked nice this year and things like that. Trey Young. It, it was a deep draft. Trey Young still looks good. Yeah. Lonnie Walker has potential still. He just hasn't been playing much, but... If you, if all Spurs fans know that the cycle of how the Spurs play is a rookie year, you're always playing, you're playing G slash D league for the whole, and it hasn't failed for two guys so far. If you look at DeJounte Murray, didn't play, he barely played his first season. And then second season, he had an all NBA defensive second team season, especially without, without Kawhi. And then we saw last year where Derek White, 29th pick, First round, uh, and barely, maybe average, maybe four minutes, maybe, and because <laughs> he he barely played. And then this year, he's our defensive MVP. Because one, we don't have Dejounte, we don't have Kawhi, we don't have Kyle Anderson, and we don't have Kawhi Leonard. But Derek White is like the carrying is carrying our team somehow. In the past three games that the Spurs didn't have him, the Spurs did not look that great. And now we're seeing it where Lonnie's going through that same cycle, and it's and it's hard to not see, think this kid's gonna be good. We we should just when you have a team of guards that are made up Dejounte, Derek White, and then have a possibly even great Lonnie Walker. That's a scary guard line guard trio. Yeah, and they were all a little bit of later picks too. Yeah, they were, and I think so far because from the post, because uh, I know how they they have those uh, post polls between uh, players and teams where they say who was the who's the best talent who's got the best future who was the steal i think the spurs have gone to ta- gone voted for most steals so far in the past three drafts Dejounte was a steal Derek white was a steal and lonnie was a steal yeah it makes you trust your front office a little more right i i trust my front i trust my front office damn it yeah i if mean I'm, and you should if i'm the knicks i'm not though oh no that might be the worst one if i'm the lakers i'm not Lakers for a while Sacramento was pretty bad too but the last two years I actually for the first time like they did this Shumpert trade and I was like oh my god like I don't understand this and you start to get a little bit of flashbacks but I found myself at some point saying oh my god I trust Vlade Divac what is going on especially whenever you have De'Aaron Fox and Marvin Bagley the third and then you and then you pick up Harrison Barnes in a trade yeah for absolutely nothing Exactly. It's Zach Randolph and Justin Jackson. Yeah. So, so it's the future is if you're not an NBA fan and you don't think the future is bright, you're crazy. Yeah. You Pick are, a team that's not the Knicks, not the Suns, not the Cavaliers, and you're good. The Suns should be better. They're much better on paper. It's, they should. They should have been a borderline playoff team. I they have like. Justin Jackson. They have DeAndre Ayn. I can understand Ayn because it's still his rookie year. Who else they have? They have Mikhail Bridges. They got Devin, Devin Booker. Booker. What am I thinking? Yeah, yeah. They how this? It, it really it doesn't make sense to me. I mean, it, I think it's they can't play defense, Devin, which Devin but Booker. they also just don't give Aiton the ball. I see so many Suns fans complaining that Aiton needs more touches because when he gets it, he does well. So uh, it very likely could be the coaching too. Dude, is this so, a, but it's a rookie coach, and he's from overseas. Plus, they're kind of he's getting their cycle. It's kind of like a college team. Yeah, definitely. 
but like extremely young. And your veteran is Jamal Crawford, who probably in the locker room is a nice presence, but chucks up shots. Exactly. And I, however, I, I think of flashbacks of Steve Nash, where his his uh, career was kind of wasted in Phoenix. Yeah, I I really hope not for Booker. And he seems like he wants to stay there. But, I mean, AD was the same way, and you reach a point where you're just over it. So, All right, well, when we get back to the line, we'll finally get to Spurs, and we'll take your Twitter questions. We'll be right back here at the line. I'm Ty Yeager, and I want to introduce you to the Rise Up Podcast community. A community for podcasters created by podcasters, dedicated to the promotion and growth of podcasts everywhere. Rise Up is not a network. There are no contracts and no control over your content. Just a vessel for you to spread the word of your work and connect with fellow podcasters to collaborate, create, and promote. And guess what? It doesn't cost you a single cent to join the community. Join the Rise Up podcast community today by visiting our website at bit.ly slash community and follow the community on Twitter at rupodcommunity. Again, that's bit.ly slash community and at rupodcommunity on Twitter. Come and join the community of podcasts and rise up with us. Rise Up Podcast Community. And we're back at the line, getting intro by the amazing Kevin Harlan of the guy is drunk, but there he goes. We we have we can never not go a, go a podcast without hitting that liner. We love it too much. <laughs> I'm too big of a fan for it. It made for some good merch too. Damn right, it did at PulsePodcastNetwork.com/shop. You'll find all your at the line merch. Do you have any merch up there? I do. I have a we have Kings and Celtics merch up there. We, some, we have a pretty nice Kings one, actually, that I made that uh, says royalty on the front, and then we have our future Big Five on the back. Oh, nice. Yeah, I, I made all the designs for all of the outline stuff, so please go buy some stuff. And if you're listening to this podcast and you're still with us, I'm going to give you the 25% off code. That's fan reward. If you want 25% off your code, because you're a good, loyal listener, put in fan reward, and you'll get 25% off your your purchase as a whole. All right, so we're going to talk to Spurs real quick. We're going to Spurs are on break. Clearly, we only had one game last week that was Memphis, and we're not really going to go too much. It's just kind of an end of season stuff. Spurs won. Oh, good, good for us. Uh, the upcoming games, though, for the next week until we rec- record again, is the Spurs will be at the Raptors on Friday the twenty second. Spurs will be at the Knicks on Sunday the twenty fourth, and the Spurs will be at the Nets on Monday the twenty fifth. Ending their rodeo road trip. Can't believe it's been that long still. But the first game that we need to talk about, DeMar's coming home, baby. Spurs will be at the Raptors. Get another rematch with Kawhi. If the Spurs, to me, if the Spurs have their, if the Spurs are healthy, if they have Derek White back, and I'm pretty sure they will, and they have a good rested DeMar that's been preparing for this game for the past two weeks, and they, I think the Spurs will be okay. Yeah, I didn't even realize that this was DeMar's return. 
And it's, I mean, last time that you two played, it was like Kawhi, I expected him to go crazy, but he didn't even seem like he really wanted it. Like Damar went out there with a motor and really looking to get some vengeance and stick it to his old team that really did him dirty. Got his first and, career triple-double against them. Yeah, he, he played amazingly. And now doing it in Toronto, where all the fans are probably going to be cheering for him, yeah, it's, it, it's, it's going to be something. But Toronto is obviously an amazing team. Yeah, Number two in the East, 43-16. and 16. They've won their last six games. In their last game, Siakam scored his career-best 44 points. And, yeah, I mean, Toronto's no joke. But This is a different yeah. team than the Spurs went against in January. This is... They don't have... The first game, they didn't have Kyle Lowry or... Uh, I don't think they had... Uh, they didn't... Valanciunas either at that time. But now they don't have Valanciunas. Yeah. They have Mark Gasol instead. Yeah. And Mark Gasol is known for beating up the Spurs inside. Yeah, and he would space your big guys out a little more. I think it's going to be difficult. And, but it's still very new for Mark Gasol. And I don't think necessarily over the All-Star break is a time for them to mesh. So I think that he will still be getting worked into the system. And maybe he'll... Uh, I don't think that he's going to have the biggest impact against you guys. I would go with San Antonio taking this game. I, if I'm a, I'm a Spurs fan, so I'm always going to be biased against my team. But also, I, I completely forgot about... DeMar's going to be cheered on. It's not like... Kawhi going back home where he's being booed every possession. Yeah, he, Demar was loved by that by that fan base, and that fan base will show him love. Yeah, and I think he's going to be on a completely another. Level. Oh, I nice. I'm excited to watch that one. Demar is going to be a beast, and I love it because he's because he was be, he was he was saying that he was a bit nicked up, kind of going into January and into February, and he wasn't playing his best. And I want to say, say that. The All-Star break gave him plenty of time to rest, rehab a little bit, and get get ready for this. And he had a he had a video out, I'm not sure it was him, but he did a video where it was him talking about inside the mind of an NBA player, especially with him where he he's been public about his depression. And I really respect the dude. This dude is very I know depression is like a taboo taboo discussion for some people but i love that he brought out and he's saying that no one is immune to depression not even nba stars and the life of an nba player may be maybe speculate i can't say right maybe glorified but in some ways it's not and you can see it where they might some people just want their money or something like that and they use them and demar was very open about his his mindset now and just being depre- being in a state of depression and I really respect the dude for it. Plus he can ball still. Yeah, and all it took was really that one voice to come out for other guys to get behind him. We saw people like Kevin Love came out after he did and was supporting him and sharing his own story in regards to that too. So it, it was nice to see him start that really in regards to the NBA kind of Noticing or taking a uh, taking a stand for mental health. Demar is not a dude you cheer you you boo or you try to cheer against. The dude has a good story coming from Compton. He can I think he's the he's his league. I think he has a few records at USC. The dude 
he and I never heard a bad thing about him. I've never have heard a single negative thing about that guy. He's always yeah, he'll I'm, get cheers in San Antonio now. He'll get cheers in and he'll get cheers in L.A. Like everywhere. Yeah, yeah like he, you're saying, there's no there's no booze minus him just destroying your team. If he if he's going off on your team, that, then I'm I will say you're going to boo him because you you're just tired of him dunking all over you. Yeah, fair enough. But. You say you well, got you got the Spurs in this Raptors matchup. I say I got my Spurs if they if they're still healthy and they're they are in tune. I agree. I think Lamarcus could really abuse Siakam, uh, especially back to the basket. I don't think Siakam's necessarily strong enough. But if you get out in transition as the Raptors, that it's going to be a little difficult for the Spurs to keep up at times. But that's mainly coming off turnovers. Like if Siakam gets the ball in his hands. You guys have the lowest turnovers, I just realized, in the league. So I really wouldn't be all too concerned. I, I feel like your strengths line up well with what Toronto does. I think another issue that the Spurs had in February was their bench would sometimes start off cold, and that bench is the lifeline of this Spurs team. If that, be- that bench has saved them so many times where if you have Marco or you have Davis just coming out on fire, that team will scorch will help the Spurs keep and scorch the opposing team because that bench will just light them up. But in February, that bench was not showing up sometimes, and that Spurs team was suffering as a result. So Yeah, and Toronto has one of the deepest, most versatile benches in the league. Exactly. But their big problem that you see a lot is that they go through these stretches when they play really good defensive teams, which I would qualify San Antonio as one of those, that they go through five-minute-plus stretches of not being able to put the ball in the basket. And I think that's part of why they got Marcus Gasol. So maybe that fixes that problem a bit. But and this is I, not this is not I a normal can, Spurs team. This is not a normal Spurs team in that de- our defense, the Spurs defense, was always ranked top of the league. This is one of the m- bottom mid. It was a bottom tier and it's now mid tier. But this is not the this is not the best defensive team, and they can get lit up at times. Okay. Okay. That's the biggest weakness of this whole Spurs team that they that. Their defense is weaker than it has been in years past, especially whenever you lose four of your biggest defenders. You lose DeJounte, who was a second-team second All-NBA defender. You lose Kyle Anderson, who was the lifeline of your defense last season whenever you didn't have Kawhi. Then you lose Kawhi, who is one of the great two-way players in the league right now, where he can, where you always had the question, can Kawhi score on Kawhi? That was the biggest question that people always like to speculate on <laughs> and Danny Green who was known for history indeed that's you lose those four guys and your defense suffers okay makes sense yeah I guess you're right I do just think of San Antonio offensive in general as like identity and th- luckily people think that our defense is still better and then they overperform <laughs> yeah there, there you go but so we predict Spurs will take Take out the Raptors. I predicted Demar dunking on Kawhi, or Lamarcus dunking on Kawhi. I'm just hoping for it. <laughs> we, if that happens, San Antonio will start Fiesta early. It's true, yeah. And I think Kyle Lowry will have a nice play against Rosen or the other way around. The Air Canada Center go crazy. Exactly. All right. The next game we'll talk is Spurs at Knicks. Spurs win. Let's move on. Yep. <laughs> Pretty much. Because the the Knicks eventually got out of their 16 game losing streak the, right before the All Star break, so technically they're on a one game winning streak. 
Oh man, riding high. But they are. I mean, but it's a back to back for you guys. So really, the worry is just closing it out by the time the third quarter's over. Luckily, that way no, you can luckily, rest some guys. They have a they have a sar- they have Saturday night off between the Raptors game, and it's the first game of a night of a back to back against the the Nets would be on Monday following that game. Luckily, the the Knicks are four and twenty three at home. Oof. They they are, they have eleven and forty seven, a one ninety one percentage. Man. I do not That's want, terrible. I do not want to be a Knicks fan, Tavon. <laughs> of the poor guy of the X's and O's Knicks podcast. I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry, but there's not seem not too much to talk about besides that they made they traded KP. They have Dennis Smith Jr. and DeAndre Jordan now. That's about it. Their yeah. Their team I mean, is Kevin Knox has looked better. Their team is made for the off season. Yeah. Definitely. Looking for Zion. Although the team that you cannot say definitely you're going to win against is the Nets. It's true. And on a back-to-back, given, like we said, it is, I mean, you're playing New York the night before, so hopefully that you'll be able to rest your guys for that fourth quarter. This one's going to be difficult. And Brooklyn is going to play two games after the break before San Antonio, but they will not be on a back-to-back. They have a day break in between. So third game in four nights for you guys in Brooklyn against a really good team. I I would be worried. Fortunately, the Spurs did in their last matchup, which was January 31st. The Spurs did win 117-114, but the Spurs are not are known to not be that be as great as they have been on the road. Okay. And yeah, but you need if you're going to win, Derek White needs to still be healthy because we're not. I'm pretty sure that Derek White is going to be healthy. I. Because he was out for a few games, and I'm pretty sure the All Star break allowed him to recover. But you need you need Derek White to show up. You need Demar. You just need all your guys to show up if you're going to win against that Nets team. It's not a guaranteed win, no matter what. No, yeah, and they come out and they definitely hustle and have some heart to their team. And D'Angelo will probably be playing well, riding that All Star high a little bit there. And they're decent at home. They're 17 and 13. So, yeah, I mean they've been playing their best ball recently. In January, they went eleven and four. So I would, I would probably. I know it's a Spurs podcast. I'd probably give that game to Brooklyn. All right, I, I don't blame you. It's the Spurs team is not invincible, and we Mac and I have shown that. I think we, I think we called a O four loss for one episode we did. Oh and we man, were technically right. Unfortunately, <laughs> hey, that's good analyst right there, but. So, yeah, I, I always say that the Spurs do pull away from the Knicks. They're going to be more healthy. They're coming off the All-Star break. And I think they're just going to be a better overall team, so I would get, I would give the edge to the Spurs. For the next three games, I'm calling a 3-0 run. Okay. Yeah, I would go 2-1. And, and the the win condition for that Nets game is if you're blowing out the Knicks by halftime and you really don't have to play your main guys in that second half. Yeah. Because I think the Knicks have potential to at least stick around for a little while, but you got to make sure to put them out early. Yeah. If the Spurs are able to rest, then they should be fine. I honestly wouldn't. I'm trying to call a pop play where it's pop won't play LaMarcus or someone that night. I could see that. That would make some sense. Maybe. And then same for the Knicks. I can see that. Definitely. <laughs> right after the all-star break. Okay, guys, we played one game. You guys are sitting for this game. Yeah. 
<laughs> That's it's definitely a pop move. I like but, it. wait, Load hold management. on. Hold on. It's not it's not a national broadcast game, so he will be playing. If it's a national That's broadcast true. game, then I'm kinda thinking, he's gonna bitch Damar. Probably is. <laughs> it's so screwed. It's so screwed. Alright, so let's wrap this up and we'll get to your Twitter questions. We got four Twitter questions. Come on guys, I need more Twitter questions than this. But we'll work off it. We got your buddy Austin from the Royalty Podcast. Who knew? Uh, where do you see the big name free agents ending up this next season? And you wrote down a list. There's too many damn free agents this offseason. They're all going to Sacramento. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. But you got Kyrie. You got Clay Thompson. Jimmy Butler. Kevin Durant. Kimba Walker. Chris Middleton. Nikolai. Nikola. Vucevic. And Kawhi Leonard. <laughs> yeah, so we have... Four or five different K's. These Kyrie, are all all. These are Kevin, all all stars. Hawaii. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Every single guy here. Jesus. And they're so, all free agents. So I think the first three we have on the list: Kyrie, Clay, and Jimmy Butler, all end up staying on their teams. I think Kyrie's going to stay. I can see Clay moving. I I can't. I think that he really likes it in Golden State and he's the splash brother and I don't think that he's underappreciated in Golden State. I think maybe nationally but in regards to being in Golden State because I'm originally from the Bay Area Clay is absolutely loved and I and I think he really likes it there. I think Clay is one of the more likable Warriors. He's the one yeah. guy I don't overly hate until he's scoring t- 10 threes on my team. <laughs> yeah of course they're putting up 30 plus in a quarter. But he's not like, the guy oh, I, I don't I don't hate the guy. Yeah, exactly. And, I mean, you're on debatably the best team ever. It's like, I, I don't see him turning it away unless he tries to get, unless uh, management Bob Myers decides to lowball him. But they have come out and said, it's Bob Myers and Joe Lacobe, I believe is how you say it, that they are going to spend the most money, more money than anyone in this offseason. They are willing to go deep into the luxury tax. So, that scares me. I think that they would even be talking about bringing back Durant and Boogie and just spending however much it means. They can't do because that, I don't. The, that's outside no, the realm of possibility. I, I think that's a little much, but I think that they are at least considering it. They're moving into a new stadium. Someone made a point not too long ago that the Bulls still make money off that Jordan team. So this is really, I mean, you're losing money now, but you're making money. You're setting yourself up for a long time. Yeah. So I, I think that at very least, Clay ends up staying there. And Jimmy Butler, unless things go drastically wrong in Philadelphia, I he's made it known that he's looking for a contract and they're going to be able to offer him the most money. So do you think, talking about the 76ers team, do you, so if Jimmy stays, Tobias is going. Or I see, and I see the opposite where if Jimmy goes, Tobias could possibly stay. If I'm a Sixers, I would rather keep Tobias, I think. I think he fits better. I mean, I guess they do need the closer in Jimmy, but in regards to fit, I would say Tobias. But I heard their management saying that they're trying to keep all four because I think that Simmons and Embiid are still both on those rookie contracts, so they don't need to get paid for a little while, and it would kind of look like the Celtics situation. It's possible still. Yeah. I think that's more within the realm than the the, uh, Warriors trying to sign, sign all four of their guys again. Yeah, definitely. Unless Kevin Durant takes a stupid pay cut again. Yeah, which I I hope not, man. Another one know, plus one like LeBron has done just to keep us waiting another year. I know that I know that players have the right to do that, and I don't blame them. 
come on, Katie. Don't you want to get rid of the snit? Wait, no, never mind. He doesn't want to get rid of the snit because he loves being evil at this point. Yeah, at this point. Remember when he used to have the commercials in OKC of the nicest guy in the league? This is for you. This is for you, Mom. Yeah, <laughs> so much for that. Yeah, it's, that, that disappeared he went for, on. He w- Boogie was kind of like that where I actually liked Boogie. I know Boogie wasn't that well liked with around the league, but I liked Boogie until he effed us all over. Yeah. I, I mean, the Durant thing was, you kind of saw it coming a little bit that, I mean, I was hoping, obviously, that he was coming to Boston. And there was actually a fake report five minutes before the real report that he signed with Boston. I read the entire article. I remember reading it and was freaking out. Like, oh my God, he actually went to Boston. And then the report came out from him himself that he went to Golden State. And I was like, well, there goes the leak. There goes. <laughs> Did you ever see the uh, Scooter McGroover? Is it Scooter McGroover on Twitter or something like that? Cam- I believe so. Where he he's doing the the reactions of all the teams. Oh yes, those that guy is funny. I love because yeah. he he does a he does Cowboys he does all the Cowboys videos of the Cowboys reactions. But he did a he did one of free agency and the Lakers going to get we're going to get we're going to get a yeah we're going to get Paul George. <laughs> I don't need Paul George. Then whenever the then whenever they the Lakers signed uh signed LeBron, we got him, we got him. While the guy in the Cleveland's just <laughs> sitting there with a pissed off look. Yeah, my favorite. They're amazingly well done, all very accurate. And then my favorite my favorite shot from that though is the reaction of the Spurs fan to the to the uh, boogie one, where it's the guy just has his mouth hang open with the with the Spurs hat on. <laughs> it's my favorite scene. Yeah, that that boogie move shocked me way more than the KD thing. I, I remember I, I was actually driving and I got a notification on my phone and peeked at it. And I was driving with a friend of mine that watched basketball. I screamed out, "Boogie just signed with Golden State! What the hell is happening?" Oh, I remember I was at I was at work at a radio station, uh, the air radio station, doing a new like mid like evening tra- evening news, and I had to close this. St- I saw it. And I'm like. What the? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was like, dude, is this real right now? I was like, what the, f- what the hell, man? And I was I'm like, like, oh, gold. We can take on Golden State. They don't have a very good center. No. Uh, no. Okay. They traded. Mag- they switched McGee for a cut bro- Boogie. <laughs> yeah, and the first game Boogie came back, he already looks great. It's not like this slow process. <sighs> I give up. I mean, he's not a hundred percent, which is scary. Luckily. But- I think the Sp- the league got lucky in that that Warriors team isn't a hundred percent still as a whole. It's just, it's not the Warriors teams have passed. Yeah, it could be better to be honest. Yeah, uh, let's, let's talk about uh, Kawhi real quick. So where where do you think Kawhi is going with? Because he there was a question. Someone a Toronto uh, reporter set up a question trying to get where Kawhi is. Of so what what do you think about uh, Toronto and the fans? He's like. Fans are great. It's 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 cold, but the fans are great. In the most yeah. monotone. I mean, he's an LA have. guy, you know. Yeah, I can definitely different weather. And then also work living in San Antonio for a while too. Yeah. So my pick for him is between two places. I think that Toronto has played amazingly. That they've done a decent job of convincing him that he could stay there. And I think he seems to enjoy himself a bit for as much as you can see Kawhi enjoying himself. Or I think the other option is the Clippers. Because, yeah, exactly. Because 
I think he likes LA, but he doesn't want to play with LeBron because he doesn't want to be, he wants a team. He doesn't want to be on LeBron's team. Yeah. It's, I had the exact same picks where Toronto resigns him. They pull, they pull it off or he goes to the Clippers because the Lakers don't seem feasible to me. Some players want to play LeBron, but other players don't. It, Kawhi is not that kind of player. I don't think Kawhi wants that attention. He's he never want he's never wanted that attention. And yeah. I think going to to the Lakers that uh, he will get that attention that he doesn't really want. Yeah, and the Clippers. I, I mean, it's not a small market in the city they play in, but that team does not have the fan base. Like, there's not the pressure necessarily of being yeah. a Laker or things like this. And it, you're also not around LeBron itself on the team. Yeah, exactly. But you still got to compete with him in regards to competing for the city. Exactly. And, that is and part- I think that he could lead that Clippers team who already has really nice depth to them to a better record and maybe even a deeper playoff run than LeBron's Lakers. Dark horse. I'm going to say Miami. Just because hmm. just because of the weather. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people want to go to Miami, right? That makes sense. Uh, Kevin Durant. So I'm saying that he goes to the Knicks based on if the Knicks signs have someone else in the sign too. Yeah, that's probably where I would have him go. I rather, because I think he wants his own team. I mean, I'd rather have him go to the Knicks and go back to the Warriors. Yeah, I agree. It's just my hesitation that, I mean, everyone knows at this point, it's just James Dolan. It's that front office. Is that is he is he willing to deal with what really is a crappy front office? But they have two max spots, so he would likely be having someone come with him, which I I do not think it's Kyrie. I, I think Kyrie is staying, like we said. Yeah, I don't even I feel like there's too. much conversation about that. I feel like that the report that came out is just all from Rich Paul, and Rich Paul yeah, just trying Kyrie. to start shit. Yeah, exactly. I, I think Kyrie said he's staying and he's going to stick to it. Boston's playing good, even though people stir up all this drama. They've won 10 of their last 13 and are playing amazing basketball right now. I think it could be like a Kemba Walker that goes with him. And Durant by himself makes that Knicks an entirely different team. Exactly. And that's the pitch right there. And they saw, if, and they they get, money. if they get the number one pick, then you swap that for Anthony Davis. And then Anthony Davis is your pitch to land Durant. And then you also have pitched those two guys to land one more. And still say that you just land Durant. You still have money to sign some pretty good mid-range type guys. Yeah, and you, you build around Kevin Durant. You have that money to build around Kevin Durant in the off season. Yeah, I, think, I agree. I think Melton's going to stay. Him and Giannis seem to be good buddies. I do too. I think that he is going to get the most opportunity in Milwaukee too, and he fits very well with Giannis. Vucevic, that's a wild card. He could easily <sighs> go to the Mavs. He can go to the Knicks. He could go to the Spurs. Yeah, I mean, maybe just someone that is willing to throw a max contract at the guy since a lot of people are going to have money. Like, yeah, I like the Mavs a lot because they're going to have money, and apparently they like these European guys. And Vucevic likes Dirk, too. So Yeah, it's perfect. It's the, perfect. The, the pick that I like for him is the Lakers. I could see the Lakers striking out and then just going for Vuce. Which wouldn't be a bad pickup either for them. Put a big man next to LeBron. No, but it's not the guy they're looking for. Like no, 
It's still yeah. so, it's still someone that could fit that could fit that rotation of the of a LeBron team though. Yeah, it could be okay there. All right, next question is from the is from Matt from the Fofo Fo Seventy Sixers podcast. Can we really count the three point contest that pretends didn't participate? Gonna make this really quick. No, we can <laughs> is there should be an asterisk next to this damn three point contest because Bertans, the number one sh- percent shooter in the league at three point range, did not participate. Or get an invitation. Disrespectful. Damn it. Thank you, Joe Harris, for showing up, though. Thank you. All right, next question. Uh, From Hop Pelican's Take, what did the Spurs feature look like to you post-Popovich? What do you... I mean... You go first. I I don't know. It's been so long that, like I said, I mean, even I, I thought they were still this defensive team because it's just what their identity has always been. And it's just going to be really weird. Or do they bring in someone that keeps, I know there was a name you had mentioned previously that I think was coaching when Popovich has been out and things like this. Is he just keep going with the Popovich style? So it's really not going to be all that much different. It's, we don't want. We don't like to think post pop. It's like the same thing where we don't like to think uh, post. We didn't like to think post Timmy, post Manu, post Tony. We didn't like to think like that. But the number one, the number one candidate I have is Itori Messini, Messina, who is known as the Pop of Euro, where he he did so many things with the international basketball community, which that was what Pop did. Pop knew a lot. He was in the Air Force and knew a lot of international basketball. And Itori is a really good coach himself. And he's the, he's been the coach that whenever Popovich's wife passed away, he's the one that filled in for the role. And the Spurs won a game. Beat the Warriors of all teams without Kawhi. Still beat them. And he has, he's coach, he was European coach of the year, two as a European EuroLeague coach of the year, four as a Russia coach of the year, and five as Italian coach of the year. So he's known for his coaching in EuroLeague. So, I think that's going to be. He's also he's in the Italian Basketball Hall of Fame. So, but if I have anyone to pick as the predecessor to Pop, it's it's Editori because he knows what the hell he's doing, and he has the represent he has the rep to follow Pop. So, do you think that the Spurs become a less desirable place for free agents when they don't have Pop? Ah. <sighs> I think at first, but I think Atori will prove himself. And then also okay. add on that the Spurs still have a great fan base. If you, if there are players that look at fan bases, Spurs have a fan base that will carry them. San Antonio is a great sports town. Don't at me. Quoting my own tweet there. <laughs> um, then also add in the, the history of the, of this team, like a Bulls team or a, or a Lakers team where the history will, re- will represent itself in, so, in a way. And then you also still have great, you still have great coaches too. You got Chip England who, per, who improved Kawhi's jump shot by long, by long shot. Chip England is known in San Antonio for being the jump shot God. Cause he knows how to fix a jump shot and he will, tra- he knows how to develop players jump shots. And I think one of the play, one of the players you'll see come next season is the Murray's jump shot. He wasn't yeah. really known for his outside shot. But in all the offseason stuff that we saw as Spurs fans, he was taking threes in every all these expedition games he was doing. 
And I'm excited to see DeJounte and his jump shot come next season, especially with all this rehab he's doing. Yeah, and you quietly, like you've talked about, have a nice young core. So it's not like Pop leaves and you don't have anything set in place. And I think Popovich not coaching anymore doesn't mean that he's not around the team. Like, obviously, there was this tragic thing with his wife passing, and basketball has been a lot for him in regards to just his whole life and really an escape and it's been everything for him. So I don't think that him not coaching anymore means he's not around the organization. Yeah, he's always going he's I think he will always be a part of that organization. It's just like how Timmy is. He's not officially part of the organization, but he's there. He's at the practice facility on a on a consistent basis now. And yeah. You see him uh, there's a lot of stuff of him working with Lonnie Walker. And you'll he's I think Pop's going to be like that. Maybe an advisor. No, nothing full time. He's gonna go, go to the hill, go to hill country in Sa- north of San Antonio, drink some wine, go occasionally <laughs> down to San Antonio, tell the guys, punch their shoulder and say do the, do a few things, get at them, and then go back to the hill country and drink some more wine. Exactly, and having those really nice, well known legends really there is a big appeal to some of these guys. Like Kyrie, absolutely loves Boston because he loves having conversations with. Bill Russell or Kevin McHale and all these other guys that are just part of this amazing history of Boston and Sacramento. It's not sorry. uh, San Antonio has that at this. Especially whenever you have Tim Duncan, Manu Ginobili, Greg Popovich, you still have David Robinson, David Robinson. David Robinson is loves his town. This town loves David Robinson. David, he was even at a San Antonio commanders game. I think on the first game and everyone was cheering because David Robinson is loves his town. It's, I Spurs fans have been fortunate to have the players that were your franchise players and David Robinson, Tim Duncan, Manu, they love this town as much as we love them. Yeah. And I say I say this as if I live in San Antonio at the moment. I don't. I live in Dallas, unfortunately. <laughs> but yeah. I follow the Spurs community the Spurs in San Antonio community very closely and you can't you can't say San Antonio would not be the way it is without this team. This team is San Antonio would be nothing without this team. This team would be nothing without San Antonio. Yeah. So I think to kind of answer the question that it surprisingly doesn't look that different. No, it's not. It will have a different, I think it will have a different look and a different style, but I still think the Spurs will consistently be good. They will. I think the narrative changes because the media knows that Popovich isn't on the team anymore, but you could say that, you know, it changed when Timmy left and that, or that big three left and now you have a very different team so really it looks a lot different this year but it's still Popovich coaching so the media has picked up on it almost exactly all right and the last one from at Montreal Smith nine uh predictions for the Spurs playoff seating and finishing record so I say that the Spurs will finish strong it's they noted they stay healthy I do think they do finish strong currently I want to say trying to think what their record is I have it right here, 33 and 26. They're 33 and 26. And there's about... with 23 games remaining. And you have the 11th most difficult... Or, I'm sorry. 11th most easiest. Yeah, you have the 19th most difficult strength of schedule. So, yeah, we had the 11th easiest in the league. Yes. I remember hearing that we had a fairly easy schedule. So, I want to say that they're not going to win... They're not going to go on a 23 games, right? Yes. 
They're not going to go in 23 on run. I just know that. We're, I'm going to be realistic. But I can see them going on maybe losing 5 to 10. Not bad. Not bad at all. And yeah, I, I like about the 10 mark. Do you have any fear of not making the playoffs? No, I don't. With okay. the if the Spur if the Spurs do slide and they don't win these ga- those easy games like the Knicks game or the Nets game, then I will be fearful. Yeah, but you play you play the Knicks twice, you play the Hawks twice. Oh, thank God! And you play the Cavs twice. I'm gonna say that's an easy six re- six wins right there. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, the only way you're knocked out of the playoffs is I, I, the Clippers are tanking. They only keep their draft pick if they're not a lottery team. And maybe they actually end up winning games, but I think when it comes down to it, they're going to start losing some right now. They're going and to it the would Rock- really be the Kings and Lakers both making the playoffs. And I, I don't see the Lakers making the playoffs at all. I don't. I see the King. I see the Kings still in that eighth seed. I see the Rockets sliding because Harden's going to be tired as hell. Hmm. But I think they're getting Capella back. Like they quietly have been very unhealthy this year. Yeah. Uh, I see the Jazz sliding a bit though. The Jazz actually have one of the very easiest schedules. They have the second easiest. JK, never mind. Yeah. They're fit. They're, according to Tankathon, which is my strength of schedule supplier, <laughs> they're the sixth most difficult game coming left on the schedule is against the Clippers. That's all right. And never mind. I see the Jazz climbing. Yeah. They play the Suns three times. I guess because essentially the fourth seed up to the eight. The fourth up to the eighth seed, they're all stealable. Blazers are only seven games back, while the next, when you go further back, the the Lakers are thirteen games back. Yeah, so, and ninth hardest strength of schedule in regards to them. So J.K. the Kings are only they're only eleven games back, while the Blazers are seven, and Blazers set at fourth. So the fourth, I see teams gunning for that home that home court advantage. Yeah, definitely. I see the. How does the Blazers schedule look? The Blazers are very close to you guys. They are 17th. All right. So these these late these last these bottom row teams in the playoffs in the playoff hunt, they have fairly easy schedules of what we're seeing. Yeah, decently. Minus the Lakers are ninth. Most I could difficult. see I could see I know the Nuggets. I think everyone's going to say the Nuggets can see you can see the Nuggets sliding, but because I know they have to have the hard, they have to have a hard schedule. Yeah, they have four. They still play Golden State twice. You, yeah. I could see them sliding, but I don't see it as dramatically. Thunder maybe too, but Paul George has been having an MVP year. I don't know the Spurs. They're gonna, they're gonna make the playoffs. That's gonna be my. I think Spurs fans believe that that finishing record though. I'm gonna say that they go fifteen. I need to make sure my math's correct. Let's say 17, but how many does that leave me? How many do we have total? We have 23. I believe that leaves you as 16. Wait, no. What am I talking about? Six. Let's say that. 17 and six. I'm going to say 17 and six for the last last set. All right. And I like 13 and 10. 13 and 10? It's well, a little more pessimistic. Well, 17 Well, seventeen puts them at 50 games, 50 wins exactly. So, 17, oh, there you go. You got to keep that up, six right? it is. Yeah, but seeding wise, I'm probably keeping you in the seven seed. Seven seed, I can see us maybe Which going to six. Is exactly where I would want to be in the Western Conference if it, if the Nuggets stay at two. If it stays, if the top three stays the way it is, yeah, I would rather be going up against that Nuggets team. 
Easily. I, I put out something on Twitter, which I actually got completely crapped on for. Of oh, course. I would love, I would love to see the Kings going against the Warriors though. Yeah. I, I mean, the Kings have played the Warriors three different times. There's a total of eight points between all of those games. That, like, they have all been extremely close. There was one at the very beginning of, there was probably the craziest ending I have seen minus any game winners or anything where a ball got jammed on the rim at the very, very end, and they ended up doing a jump ball at half court when it was like a one-point game with two seconds left, which I've never seen a scenario like that. But all of the games have been really, really close. I do think the Kings probably get swept. I mean, we'll make it different. Yeah, no matter I don't how much I love swept. the Kings, but I, I think it'd be exciting. I don't know, but we'll have to save that for a different time, for a different podcast. Yeah. But yeah, but so you say 13 and 10? I say 17 yes. for the 50 wins. We're going to start the streak back up again. Fair enough. So seven seed. So seven seed. I say they land between five and seven. Okay. I'm a bit more broad because I can't. This West is too volatile. You, there could be an injury that happens, and this this whole thing shakes up once again. It's true. So, all right. So again, thank you, Brendan, for coming on. We had a great time. This segment's 40 minutes long. That means we've been talking for a long time. <laughs> No worries. Good conversation. Thanks for having me on. Great. So, for, so thank you for listening to At The Line First, guys. You can check us out at our home base at atthelionpodcast.com or you can visit us at postpodcastnetwork.com slash shows slash spurs. You can find all our different things there, too. You can also find us on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher. Where can they find you, Brendan Nunez? You can find me on Twitter at NBA underscore distributor. Come on there, debate with me, talk crap about my hot takes, anything. You can talk crap about the Celtics. I don't know. Not really. <laughs> you got good teams going on. You got Kings and the Celtics. It's pretty damn good. Oh, exciting. I'm I'm lucky. All right. You can find At The Line on Twitter at, at The Lion Pod, or you can also find the Pulse Podcast Network at Pulse Pod Network. Where can they find you? Or did you already say that? It is the same place, Pulse Podcast Network. Be sure to give that Twitter a follow as well, at Pulse Pod Network. And at NBA underscore distributor, right? Yes, Perfect. that would be me. You can find me and Mac, who didn't show up tonight. I'm just kidding. Uh, you can find me at Ty Yeager Radio, and you can find Mac at Mac Pen Media. And we got merchandise. We got merch at the at the pot, Pulse Podcast Network store. Whenever, we got merch at the line hoodies, t-shirts, plus the guy is drunk ho- Great line. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. We got that hoodie. Gotta go get one. And we got your designs di- are amazing. Thank you. We got ones for uh, for the line light and uh, at the scrimmage line. So go get go get some stuff. And since you've been a good listener, you get twenty five percent off your purchase. You'll be getting if you use the is it fan? What is it called? Forgot what the thing is. Uh, I don't remember what you said. Ah. Uh, I have a... Uh... We're running through Twitter. We got 50 seconds. We can do this. Uh. All right. This is the rush. Well, you can buy merchandise, 25% off. Fan reward. Use the code fan reward to get 25% off your purchase. And for listening to us, try to find it. So <laughs> we go get your stuff at, at the line at pulsepodcastnetwork.com slash shop. At the line is part of the Pulse Podcast Network. Visit pulsepodcastnetwork.com for more podcasts like ours, including Brendan's three different podcasts. Great stuff. Again, Brendan, thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me. I'm glad you came on. And again, we'll see you guys here back at the line. <laughs> <laughs>